0: Donovan and Bernitsky, one of the top 50 law firms for IQs under 50. Timothy Craigswell, stapled his tongue to a park bench. $2 million settlement. Barbara Smythe, ingested lie because it rhymes with pie. $3.1 million settlement. Bobby Ross, punched a beehive and was stung 800 times. $4.5 million settlement. Tessica Brown, used Gorilla Glue to style her hair. Settlement pending. Intellectual lightweights need legal heavyweights. Donovan and Bernitsky, a voice for the brainless. Consultation's free for a small fee. You're listening to Questionable Material. Produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com Jimmy, stock market.
1: Oh, hi. I, I was wondering if I could, um, invest some money.
0: That'd be great. We love when you do that.
1: Um, okay, great. I, you know, it, maybe I, when I Googled, uh, I Googled stock market yep. and, um, this came up and I, it, uh, is this the, the one in New York?
0: Well, we are based in New York. Yes. As a matter of fact, uh- we are a wall street, uh, based stock market. In uh, New York, so I think oh. that's what you're looking for. I, I assume we okay. popped up at the the top placement on the Google search that you uh you typed in there. It may have said uh, yes. promotion at the bottom or ad or something like that, and and that means you should add us to your bookmarks because oh. we are Jimmy's Stock Market. How going we do that? And uh, we are here to help you make the most out of your money.
1: Uh, th- this is great. I, okay. Fantastic. I didn't realize this was, uh, this was the real deal. Yep. Um, And who do I have the pleasure of speaking with?
0: Jim. Oh, hey Jim. Um, Wow. I, I've got to get the CEO of the stock market. We believe in very personal contact with our customer base. Okay. And uh, it's a one-to-one thing. You know, you go to some of these other brokerages and you're never going to talk to the same person. If you talk to somebody at all, some of these trades are just computerized and robotic with me. You're trading directly. I am taking your order. I am getting in a taxi. I am going down to the stock exchange. I am showing my pass. I'm walking through the security gates. I'm going to the trading floor and I am executing your trade. Wow.
1: That this is as legit as it comes. Then, so I've got about $25,000. Yes. (laughs) don't want the wife to hear that right. um that i wanted to set aside for um you know for like a little family emergency fund uh-huh. we don't
0: have a lot of money a fef uh, oh what's a fef a family emergency fund
1: oh i didn't know i'd accidentally said a really technical term yeah it's a fef oh oh that's so exciting um so i want to set aside some money and and put it, put my money into some very conservative stocks i just want some nice slow growth nothing that i have to worry about uh you know
0: conservative stocks so let yeah. say News Corporation, my pillow, things like that. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I see what you're thinking. No, no, no,
1: no. I meant um, conservative growth stocks. So, you know, something not as sexy as like a, um, you know, some sort of IPO or something, but maybe like more of a GE sort of slow and steady, maybe a little dividend, you know, conservative stocks.
0: I see what you're saying. You're, you, you want to put money into something that grows slow. Minimal risk is what you're talking about, right? <sighs> Listen me, to you. You're the just, real deal. Let me just. Yeah, minimal risk. That's what you're into. Yeah, it is. What, what What did you just check there? I was just looking. There was a little book here I have, um, and I just wanted to see if I was using the right term. And I am. You're looking for minimal risk, uh, which, of course, you know, when you have minimal risk, what I learned is that you know your returns are on the lower end. Yeah. Right. You're not going to, you're not going to get these huge, you know, 200% payouts, things like that, oh, that no, none of that yeah. craziness. You're going to get your, you're going to keep up with the, uh, the market like the, you know, six five four seven percent right. Let me just, check uh, that. yeah, that seems yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the six five four seven percent uh, Well, four or five or six or 7%. I just did the numbers all jumbled up for no reason.
1: Oh, okay. It's a trading has, like, thing. A, Okay. Is that because you guys do so much cocaine and you get, you get your head all jumbled? Is that,
0: I think you're thinking about the uh, eighties and nineties, sir. And uh, it's different these days. I walk onto that trading floor sober as judge Reinhold. Oh, (laughs) wow. That's really sober. Yeah. That's
1: I want to give people a moment to Google, Google that reference now. Okay. So what, are we going to do with my
0: $25,000? That's a good question. Well, you want to put it into stocks, right? Yeah. Especially ones that go up. Yeah. 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 If, I'll if there's tell you, a, a folder of those you do. You do the down stocks and it's not good. You do the up yeah. stocks, things grow. That's why I always do uppity doodles with my stocks.
1: Uh, uh uppity doodles.
0: Yes. Huh? I mean, there's so upsy a- doodles and downsy doodles and uppity doodles and downy doodles. And there's a bunch of different technical terms, but all you want to know is when you go up, the customer's happy. Okay. So yeah. Can you, um. So, you know, there are certain stocks I avoid because I know they're going to go downsy doodles. Like what? Uh, PSH. Which oh, I, what's About uh, pencil sharpeners. And it's a really, you know, the business model. It's straight out of the early dot-com days when they were throwing money at everything. It's basically a mobile pencil sharpening operation. They'll come to your house. They'll sharpen your pencils for you. Uh, The infrastructure is ridiculously expensive to maintain, a a large number of staff. And then they do the pencil sharpening for 25 cents a pencil. So it's a a, a a money. And if you look at the stock chart there, you'll see it went downsy doodles from pretty much the day it came out into the market with $80 million in venture capital. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that seems like a lot. Okay. Well, where should my money go? I, I trust you to have the best, most sound advice. Uh, MJJ.
0: Okay, great. What's MJJ? Marijuana Gym. It's a cannabis stock. They're all the rage. Okay. Uh, marijuana gym is a provider of marijuana themed appliances for marijuana users. Oh, okay. And I think a marijuana gyms is just, it's just, it's not a conservative stock, mind you, because uh, it's, it's about pot. So right. it's, it's about smoking the pot. So it's not necessarily a conservative stock, but it's, it's up and coming, especially as more States, uh, you know, legislate that you can do the smoke potty.
1: You know what, um, you know, what's funny is that, uh, there's a coincidence that, um, your company, the stock market, you know, stock, gym stock market. Um, and then this marijuana gyms,
0: both uh, with the name Jim. Full disclosure, uh, I am marijuana gyms and Jim's gym stock market are connected financially. Yes. So w- tell me about this marijuana gyms business that I'm going to potentially put all of my money into. Well, we invest in cannabis uh, related things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Basically, I go to Ramon. He's outside the 7-Eleven on 143rd street. Uh-huh. And I tell him uh, how much cannabis stock I want to invest in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he uh, honors that contract. We go back so, a long time. I've known him since middle school. Oh, so, so he's, he's legit. He's very legit. Yes. And he just got out. So he's, he's there. He's, he's available. And I know he's he eager got to get out of please- school. No, uh, he was, he was in the slammer for a little bit, just for a, a business related, uh, issues. You know how Jeez, it is.
1: What, yeah. I mean, I don't really know how it is. What, what happened? What happened
0: to Carlos or what was What did you say his name was? Uh, Ramon. What, why did, was he gone in the slammer? It's a long story, but it ends with intent to distribute.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm just a simple man. I'll have to look that up. I don't really understand what that means. Um, okay. So, so there's $25,000. You then take it to Ramon, and
0: then what happens with my money? Well, he's going to look me in the eye and say thank you. And then he's going to walk back behind the 7 Eleven. Uh huh. And he's going to return with a small Samsonite suitcase. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That has somebody else's tags on it. But uh-huh. inside is going to be $25,000 worth of stock in. Uh, M-J-J. Oh, cool. And do we get to keep the suitcase? You do, actually, because um, it it came free to Ramon. Oh, oh, that's so cool. Does he have some sort of a distribution deal? How does he get free suitcases? Uh, He's like a pretend Uber driver. Uh, (laughs) Oh, how does that work? He goes to the airport. He picks people up
1: and he drops them
0: off. Not necessarily where they wanted to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're so preoccupied at that moment that they don't think about their luggage. Uh-huh. And oh. they, and so far have not really caught on to taking a look at the license plate.
1: Oh gosh. This Ramon character uh seems like he might be a bit of a troublemaker. Uh you know what? He's a moneymaker. And that's what oh. you're here for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I don't want to push my morals on someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not up to us. It's up to oh, as uh Tupac said. Only God can judge me.
1: That seems like a weird quote to drop on a stock market call.
0: You know, I like to go with my inspirational heroes, my role models, some of the people who got me into trading. Like who are who are some other of your heroes? Uh well, Tupac, of course, mm-hmm. and Tone Lok, <laughs> uh, most deaf, Dr. Dre. I mean, he's obviously an idol to anyone. Hmm. Um. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> Chris Christopherson. Yeah, the classics. The classic trader leaders. You know, the people who've really shown they've mastered the market.
1: Okay, and and just for full disclosure, um, I just need to ask: Is this in any way just to buy uh, uh marijuana for yourself to? Either consume on your own or to then uh, redistribute and
0: sell at a at a markup. Don't you worry about the methods my stock market uses? Just you worry about your ROI. Uh, 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 what's the ROI? Retarded orphan Ivan. <laughs> what? Who's who's Ivan? He's a mentally disabled Russian child who uh, I adopted, and everything I do is for him. How's he my ROI then? Because you're helping Ivan with your money. You're a real saint, man. Thank you. I I want to give you all my money. Well, um I will send you the address as soon as you hang up. I haven't given you my contact info. Oh yeah, don't hang up. <laughs> So, Brian, how the heck are you? I'm doing great, Jack. How are
1: you? I'm good, thanks for asking. What to, I'd love to know what's new in your life. Well, uh, the
0: cat is in Dire Straits. Did your cat join a, a, a fabulous musical group? No, no, it's a different Dire Straits. It's the one that p- places you in medical peril. Oh,
1: gosh, that's way less fun. Much. And I it was doesn't so ha- excited for a moment. I yeah. was like, oh, we're going to get free tickets. This yeah. is going to you know, turn things around. We can use the cat as an investor. You have the cat on as, a, you know, sort of get some celebrity, uh, 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 you know, exposure for the show. But it turns out your cat is in mortal peril.
0: Yes. And not working with Mark Knopfler. Oh, gee whiz. That's a, that's a double kick in the pants. It really is.
1: God. Well, so tell us about your cat's, um, uh, it's, so as to not confuse people, uh,
0: A critical condition. Because I didn't know about this. I just got a brain tumor. But we knew about that. Yeah. It's back. So it, it's back? Back is and just as big. No. After you spent all that money to get it removed? That's correct, sir. Oh, no. Yes. And it's back? It's the most aggressive brain tumor my vet has ever seen. Lucky me. Oh, no. Yeah. Five months and it's one third. It's got five months to live. No, five months and it's, it's taken oh, up one God. third of the cranium. So does this make your cat extra smart? With his brain growing like this? If if walking in circles to the left and being blind in the right eye is considered smart, then she's a genius. Yeah. yeah. Uh, weird, weird things happen when your pain is being pushed.
1: <laughs> it's basically like pushing the turn turn left button all the time. That's it. Just- yeah.
0: No, it's 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 actually kind of fascinating because you're watching it like it just wants to go to the left or it stops and then immediately turns to the left. It's it's because the tumor's in the left-hand side of the brain, but then the right-hand side of the body doesn't work right.
1: Have you thought about um, having your cat become a race car driver, like putting her
0: in NASCAR? Um, is that is that a euphemism for euthanizing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I meant, uh, you know, if anyone needs to be great at
0: turning left, it's NASCAR they, drivers. That's right, unless they're in England. <laughs> I, I suppose
1: so. Uh, no, that wasn't a, a euthanizing um, uh, euphemism. There's a phrase for you, um, but um, gosh, uh, so are you going to euthanize your cat? I don't know. We are winning our options. Okay. Um, do you think your vet would do a two-for-one deal
0: with my cat? So but your beautiful kitten that you don't like that's because it's being a kitten? And
1: mm-hmm. our, with and its our, normal brain.
0: Our maybe 10-year-old cat with its bizarre one-third size of cranium brain tumor that grows mm-hmm. super, super fast. Sure. Uh yeah, we could do they could be youth youth of buddies. Oh. <laughs> that's a new cartoon every you, Saturday morning and that we, you and I can write. Every Saturday. It's a new pair of cats that start off the day, you know, living the life, killing birds, chasing mice, and then being put to death at the end of the episode. In As a, in a sterile room. In a sterile <laughs> veterinary office with uh fluorescent lighting and uh, no music.
1: What are some um cool uh uh, jinks the cats could get into, you know, sort of in, before they're euthanized in the uh, pilot episode of the youth of buddies
0: of the youth of buddies. Well, mm-hmm. um, you know, episode one could start with like, it could be called, there's a mouse in the house mm. and, oh, and then the two cats are like, like they smell them out. They know there's a mouse somewhere in the basement, but the owner won't let them in the basement. So they spend most of the episode trying to get into the basement yeah, and sneak in every time the owner goes downstairs and then they finally manage to go in and go downstairs and then one kitten uh drinks uh, radiator fluid and then the other one uh, gets trapped in a mouse trap and suffers a bacterial infection. So at the end of the episode, they get put to death at the veterinarian's office. <laughs> That's like a really That's the pilot.
1: That's a solid pilot. The premise is right there. Yeah. Every everyone knows what they're gonna get. And what were you thinking for like um like this, the season finale, sort of like the big episode that's going to like let the network know that we want to keep doing more of these in season two. Like what, what sort of, um, as you sort of map these episodes out in your head, how do you see the season finale going?
0: Um, well, it's called Birdie Gets Dirty. <laughs> so there's a birdhouse. Uh-huh. And they're indoor cats. And the birdhouse is filled with great seeds who attract all these beautiful cardinals and blue jays. And they're just foaming. They just can't, they just want to kill the birds. They can't, they're trying to think of ways to get out there and and kill the birds. Yeah. And then uh they have uh an epiphany. It's like, well, why don't one of them hide in the inside the birdhouse? Oh, I love so these re- it requires the other one to kind of lift up the birdhouse roof so the other one can dive in. So they manage to sneak out at night and He might jump up onto the birdhouse and one actually lifts up the birdhouse roof. The other one climbs into where all the seed is. And then the other bird is standing on top. Well, a fricking Hawk comes in (laughs) and grabs that cat and flies up into the air. And that cat puts up a a hell of a fight enough to the point where the, the Hawk drops him. Uh Now, but at this point (laughs) he's way too high to land properly and he falls near the bird feeder. And he's grievously <laughs> wounded. And then the owner comes out and sees this after all the commotion and, uh-huh. and grabs that cat and brings him in the house. Uh, and the other one, he can't find. He spends all day looking for the cat who's trapped in the bird feeder. Uh-huh. And then in the day in the sun, exposed all day to the sun, and it's completely dehydrated. <laughs> and the owner just happens to be walking by and then notices this emaciated and distraught cat inside the bird <laughs> feeder and brings them uh-huh. both to the vet. And then mm-hmm. they're both euthanized. Season it's really finale. good. Yeah, it's a season finale.
1: I mean, I think my kids would watch that. They should. Yeah. Boy, this is awfully darn exciting to be able to like sell a, an animated pilot. It's kind of a dream.
0: Yeah. I just need to know who to talk to. I wish I had that connection.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see what I can do on my end because that's a really good show idea. Thank you. Boy, the Youth of Buddies. I uh, the merchandising alone. Youth of Buddies. Just two cats.
0: If only would somebody could design a logo that said youth of buddies. Man, if two, only we had like a listener who would design art, a youth of buddies skill? logo
1: and tag us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want one listener with artistic skill who can make a youth of buddies logo. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Oh. Well, I think that I think this
1: I think this conversation is really gonna help you get over what's happening in your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh, on the brighter side of things, my children, uh, are geniuses not interested with the stock
1: market. You gave your kids, I mean, just a tiny, normal, small little seed money, like to teach them about the stock market, which is a cool type of thing that I think some families do. Um, And your kids happen to invest so well that they made money to pay for the cat's first brain surgery.
0: Yeah. Because I was, I was all about, okay, well, she's had a nice life. I think it's time for hospice care and we'll just, you know, she can come home and we'll just give her medicine until the end. And they're like, no, none of that, not having that. And yeah, because the one bought Tesla back when it was, you know, no dollars. Right. And now it's 800 something a share. Good God. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah, I, get, I mean, they, and then the other one, he he was researching these companies and found the thirteen-year-old finds something called Silvergate Capital. Okay, keeps telling me you should buy it, you should buy it, you should buy it. I'm like, ah, I don't know it, I don't know it. And then it's got it's up like eighty five percent since he told wow. me.
1: What differences are you seeing uh, in home life with the kids now as the as the breadwinners of the family? Sort of, um, what changes are you seeing?
0: Well, uh, obviously, they're in the master bedroom. Oh, yeah, so the wife and I are now in the kids' room. Which is understandable. Okay. Uh, you know, it's they're the masters of the house. Uh, sure. My two little Warren Buffetts. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I uh, school comes to them. What? Yeah, they pay for in, in-home schooling. Oh, no way. Yeah. So the teachers, they get on a bus every morning at six o'clock. Huh? And then they're brought <laughs> to our place and they get out and they they- spend the day in the living room waiting for their chance to teach the kids.
1: Do they not always get the chance?
0: It, it, it's really, uh, it's up to the kids, you know, what their schedule is, where they are that day. Uh, the 13 year old has a tendency to to hop in his plane and, you know, winds up God knows where depending, like he's got playdates all over the place. Uh, he literally s- sleeps on a pile of, of money. It's humiliating to me. Of course it is. Um, you know, to walk into his room and he'll, he'll roll me a, a thing of t- $10 roll of quarters. Uh-huh. He'll say, pick it up, dad, pick it up, pick it up. Oh. And I, and I look, I look at him like, I've loved you my whole life. I was so good to you. Why, why are you humiliating me? And then he's like, next thing I know, I'm in a TikTok video. <laughs> you know, suck it. <laughs> suck a dad. Picking up the $10 roll of quarters. Ooh, yeah. gosh, that's humiliating. Yeah, it really is. But I knew you needed the $10. I did. And he's got, you know, 450,000 subscribers to his TikTok. So, and, you know, and I get a lot of credit for the, I I would think, because a lot of the videos are about me groveling, asking him for a loan, uh, you know, begging him for some of the money back that I spent on his childhood and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And and him Mm -hmm. just, you know, mocking me with his friends and stuff. I try to tell him a lot of those friends are just fear weather friends. They're only there because of the, all the money, but, uh, he's, right. he's, you know, he says, shut up dad. And, you know, I want to put my foot down, but he won't let me. <laughs> I'm
1: so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's rough. Um, you know, what, how has this affected your relationship with your wife? Cause obviously not being in the master bedroom anymore, it's uh, difficult to be intimate with her, especially I've been in when I have visited your house, my kids have stayed in your kid's room yeah. back when it was their room. And I know it's just two uh, single beds.
0: Yeah. It's two single beds. Uh, we, I, I pushed them together okay. in the hopes of recreating kind of that king size bed experience. Uh-huh. How's that? I just, I keep falling through to the floor, you know, anytime I try to do anything romantic. Uh-huh. Cause it's just the the, the kids took the carpeting. They wanted more sound deadening material for the master bedroom. Oh, so we've okay. just got the hard wood, and, uh, so the beds just kind of slide all over the place. So really there's oh. no, there's no romance to be had and, you know, and there's no time for the romance between, you know, the, the, the cooking, taking them places, feeding his bodyguards. It's, it's just, it's, you know, the day is over before it begins. It's crazy. Now, how does your wife, um, see the change, you know,
1: she's old fashioned, she's European, um, uh, you know, foreigner on our land, but whatever, um, who, you know, may see the man, man and women's roles differently. Um, how does she sort of see the, uh, emasculation of her husband and how does that affect her, you know, uh, behavior towards you?
0: Uh, I mean, the nicknames have changed. Oh, Oh, what were they before? You know, floofy padre fluffers. Yeah. You know, just That's weird cute. little nicknames. Yeah. What are they now? A loser. <laughs> Scumbot. Scumbot. <laughs> Pathetic. Well, that doesn't seem like a
1: nickname. That just seems like a, just, you know, an adjective.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one of many. I just, I've lost track. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, yeah, it's it's sad.
1: And what are your interactions like, like with your wife?
0: Uh, they're all via Blackboard. So we have a blackboard in the living room, a blackboard in the kitchen, Uh a blackboard in our not master bedroom Uh uh, that she'll leave me notes on and I'll respond to the notes and uh, she'll leave an assortment of pejoratives on there and and tasks for me to do.
1: Now, is there a blackboard in the room you're in right now? Yes. What, what is, what's the message on there? Just to give us a taste, what, what's the message on there now?
0: Go to the supermarket and get Uh on dive. Potatoes, Gruyere cheese, okay. you pathetic loser whose children have outstocked you.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: outstocked you? And then in parentheses is why didn't you buy Tesla when they did? Oh, God. And Silvergate. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a tricky
1: time to be in your home right now. It's
0: a little awkward. It's, you know, I, I just, I wake up in the morning. I, I try to be cheerful. Good morning. And it's it's like, why didn't you listen to them?
1: Oh, God, What a way to start your yeah, day. Because
0: the kids knew they, they knew that they had the picks back when they were, they were nothing stocks. And then now they, they're the Titans. And, and what's the relationship like with the bodyguards and the rest of the family? Uh, they just keep saying, know your place. Jeez. So, which is, you know, not the best way to start the day. Good morning. Know your place. You know, uh, would you like some tea? Yes. Know your place. And it's like, okay, geez. Okay. I get it. My kids are better God. at stocks. And are, are they the same? Do they have that same relationship with your wife? I don't hear know your place. Okay. I hear other things like, how about like this? Now let's try this. <laughs> what about if we do it this way? So I don't know if, what's going on. I'm not allowed in the room <laughs> for security reasons. Oh, for security reasons, okay. Uh, God, well, I wonder what's going on in there. I couldn't tell you. I haven't the slightest idea.
1: Yeah, boy. I, when, and speaking of women, um, you know, at at this age, sixteen and thirteen, you know, boys are are get very girl crazy. Yeah. So you know, how is having money sort of affected? Um, you know, your teenage boys. Um
0: love life and, and, and with girls. I am. I don't know. I'm not allowed to the lady house. I'm sorry. The what? There's a lady, there was a house. It's on a Hill slightly overlooking us. Uh, that was for sale and the kids bought it and they call it lady house and they go off there for hours at a time. Uh, Uh, I have not been there. I'm not allowed to go there. They've (laughs) even put private property signs facing Uh me (laughs) <laughs> which is just embarrassing. They're my kids, but I'm not allowed to go to lady house. Okay. Uh, the lights are on at night, you know, all night long. <laughs> a lot of loud music coming out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kill a visit. I want to know what's going on. I want to see their investment. It looks great.
1: Well, I mean, it sounds like to me with the way they're um, uh, reckless with their electric uh, electricity, that their electric bill will probably break those kids.
0: I can only hoe because I need to I need that master bedroom back. It's got a bigger bed and a better closet. And I yep. you know, I, I don't like the kids' room. Uh there's a reason it's not the master bedroom. I went cheap on the insulation. <laughs> the drafts come right through the wall. I used I used one quarter inch drywall. Uh huh. Which just warps if you look at it. So it's just like I, I want to get out of that room so badly. Yeah, I bet you do. Plus they took my rugs.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you. You mentioned that before, and I. I would just like to come and visit and visit Lady House.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. You know, I. You maybe give it a shot and let me know what's going on there. I don't even have pants on right now because the security guards needed to interview my wife. They needed to interview her. I guess they said something about security protocols. They kicked me out of the room, and they've been in there for the last hour and a half. How many security guards are there? Uh, Well, the kids have two each. Okay. So it's
1: four four security guards and your wife and they're interviewing her?
0: Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, to me, it sounds like a bit of torture, but at this point, I'm not going to ask questions because I know my place. (laughs) Jack. Yes, Brian. Hi. You know, I have a friend named Brad.
1: I didn't know this was coming.
0: Okay. Yeah. I know Brad. Brad is my friend and he is a director of motion pictures and television, Jack.
1: That's right. He is a legit actual person who has had a successful career directing movies and TV.
0: And as you know, he likes you a lot. Yeah. He listens to you on the podcast. He watches pictures of you on my Apple TV and says, I'm going to put that guy in a film someday. And he's thrown a lot of chances at you to get into his movies. By auditioning over this podcast. Yep. And you know, he's a big stickler for you, you know, auditioning cold, uh, not having seen the script before. And it's really important to him that you stay in character the entire time because any kind of laughter and stuff, losing character, you're done. You don't get that role. And you know that by now. Yeah.
1: So I I need to basically read the scripts that he has written for the upcoming projects that he's working on. And I need to not ever break character in order to land the role. That's
0: correct. Okay. I'm sending you his first script now. It's a new film uh, and it's called The Lovers. Oh. And it's it's about a young couple in love. Okay. And it's a romantic movie. He doesn't normally do romantic movies because he did like The Machinist and he Mm -hmm. does more scarier things. Right. Darker things, but this is what he's, he's, he's making a, making a romantic movie. I just okay. sent it to you. All right. I'm looking for it now. Please tell me I didn't send it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that uh, No,
1: you have not. So, right. okay. I've opened the script. I have not started reading right, don't it. Don't start uh, reading so it. Me... You tell
0: me to start reading. Okay. Cause I need to open up my copy. Okay. The lovers. This would be for the role of Josh. Who's the, the okay. father figure. And Bernie is a boy who's been dating his daughter. All right. So you ready? You ready to go? So Bernie is dating Josh's daughter. Yes. Okay. Ready. All right. Interior Josh's wood workshop. So your workshop, Josh, that'd be you, stands at his workbench, putting the finishing touches on a gorgeous birdhouse he's built. Bernie, a handsome younger man, approaches. Mr. Cameron, I was wondering if I might speak with you for a moment.
1: Of course, Bernie. I was just putting putting the finishing touches on this birdhouse I built. Wow. Looks
0: great. Thank you. Mr. Cameron, I just wanted to say that your daughter, Cassandra, is the greatest girl I've ever met. We started dating three years ago, and every day has been magical.
1: Well, that's great to hear, Bernie. I love my daughter very much. She means the world to me.
0: She's just incredible in every way. She's beautiful, smart, energetic, loving. She's just the greatest. Thank you. You know, that's what a father wants to hear about his daughter. And I got to thinking, is this someone I could see myself spending the rest of my life with? Oh, I think I know where this is going. And I thought, well, of course I could spend my life with her and be very happy. And then I thought, if she's this incredible, Imagine what her dad's like. What? Mr. Cameron, will you marry me? Bernie, what are you doing? You, a a single dad, made the greatest girl in the world. She's 100% a creation of Josh Cameron. Strong, stable, loving dad and loving man, Josh Cameron. You're incredible, and I love you. What the frick? You don't even use real swears. You're so dreamy. Please marry
1: me, Mr. Cameron. Bernie, you've been dating my daughter for three freaking years and and now suddenly you're gay and you want to marry me? I'm not gay. I'm a woman.
0: Take a look. (gasps) Oh my God, Bernie. What the hell did you do to yourself? I knew you wouldn't marry me as a dude, so I got right to work. This is the end result of 18 minutes with a cheese grater. Oh my God, Bernie. Oh my God. Does it hurt? Like the Dickens. Will I do anything for your love? Yes. Just ask this little flap of bloody skin that used to be my... Oh, God. We need to get you to the doctor. Marry me, Josh Cameron. Make me the happiest woman in the world. Dude, you're not a woman. Is it the lemons? They were the only thing I could find to use as breasts. I can get implants. I just need to be luckier with scratch tickets. (laughs) I'm not quite sure what happened, but this isn't normal behavior, Bernie. You sound just like my ex-girlfriend, Cassandra. (laughs) What?
1: Maybe it's best if you steer clear of her and maybe seek some professional counseling. Please don't be Bernie phobic. No, phobic means afraid of Bernie. I'm not afraid of you. I'm concerned for you. I'm also worried for my daughter who spent the last three years with a guy who just cheese grated his reproductive organs. Touch my beautiful lemons. Dude, step back or I'll birdhouse you.
0: Man, so I did I not I guess I didn't get that role. I'm pretty sure you didn't get that role. I uh, you know I heard laughter, Jack. Yeah, damn, 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 damn. Um, all right. Here's another one, Jack. This one's called Best Buddies. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Right. This sounds very much like uh, that last movie. No, this is different. All right, this one's about two really good friends. But the thing about this film that Brad's going to be directing is it was produced uh, by um uh its a pharmaceutical company. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so th- fun. So they're funding the movie, which is great because it's a way for, you know, he's, as a filmmaker, he's always looking for different ways to raise money for his films. And here you got a company that has a lot of money, wants to do a film. So that's all you need. It's yeah, fortunately,
1: that's a big part of the game is securing funding. Exactly. It's huge. Yeah.
0: And uh, this is called Best Buddies. It's a buddy pick. Okay. I love a good buddy pick. Okay, great. I- I'm in. Let's, let's do this. Okay. I-, I got it and I've opened it. Okay. Interior Bruce's apartment. Bruce answers the door. His friend Joe, which you'd be playing, enters wearing an Energy Bolts baseball cap, Energy Bolts sweatshirt, and a giant foam finger that says Energy Bolts number one on it. He looks very excited and happy.
1: Hey, Bruce, what's up? Ready to go to the big game? Yeah,
0: I guess so. Jeez, that doesn't sound like the Bruce I know. Hey, everything okay, buddy? I'm exhausted, Joe. Candace, and I were up all night fighting. <sighs>
1: Oh, no. Marital issues again, eh? Yeah. She really
0: wants a kid. But she's 58. I know. I told her that her ovaries were emptier than a Kardashian, but she was having none of it. We fought all night. I didn't get one wink of sleep. Well, you're in luck because I have Energesics, one
1: 250 milligram tablet, and you'll be feeling like you've slept a solid 12 hours. Oh, wow. That's just what I need to enjoy the big game. Well, here's a free sample, but make sure to ask your doctor about getting a prescription for Energesics. 24-hour energy tablets. Says the day with Energesics. Will do. Wow, that went down easy. And it was minty. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind, Energesics is not for everyone. Contact your doctor immediately if you experience dizziness, nausea, vomiting, or oily discharge. Okay. Energesics should not be taken if you are morbidly obese, have heart palpitations, or type 1 hypertension. All right. Do not take energesics with alcohol, gluten, or dairy products. Gotcha. May cause cramping, dizziness, shortness of breath, heart palpitations, dry mouth, eye twitching, and on occasion, open or closed sores. Good to know. Do not take energesics at an empty stomach or within 20 minutes of ingesting caffeine. Fair enough. Consult with your doctor if you are pregnant or on any other medications. Mixing energetics with Viagra or any other erectile dysfunction medicines may result in hyperboner. Sure. Discontinue energetics if you experience psychotic break, hallucinations, sudden onset gender dysphoria, or memory loss. Oh, yeah. Energetics may result in unusual food cravings, paranoia, or suicidal thoughts.
0: Great, let's get to the big game. I feel like I slept all night instead of fighting with my unstable wife. Take energetics only as directed. What do you say, Joe? Let's get this tailgate on. Yeah, buddy, nothing can keep us down.
1: Go energy bolts.
0: Oh, shucks. Guess a couple of lines just threw you for a
1: loop. So other erectile dysfunction medicines may result in hyperboner. I guess that's a medical thing. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't go to school for
0: medicine, so I I don't know. <sighs> Hyperboner. Okay. Uh, it's a thing. It's a thing that exists apparently in the, in the medicine world. So that's a scene of a movie. It's a scene from a movie. And I'll be honest, it, it sounds kind of commercially, quite honest. It, it does.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that being a two and a half hour film.
0: Brad's a good director and he's going to make the most out of it.
1: Yeah, of course. Talented man. Okay. Well, is there anything else? Because I'd really like to get one of these parts and sort of change my life around and leave my family or whatever.
0: Ask and you shall receive. This movie was written uh, by a Serbian guy. Okay. And uh, it's a Serbian production company. And the guy's obsessed with America and he just finds America fascinating. He's never been here. Okay. But uh, it's going to be shot in Serbia. And uh, you'd be playing the role of Jamie, who's a, who's an American, okay? Because he's a, and the guy who wrote this just really loves everything about America. Okay. Um, and it's uh, I don't know the name of the Serbian production company, but you, um, you ready to read it? Yeah, absolutely. I and, just opened it. Okay, I'm and you, you you can even do the setup.
1: Oh, okay, great. <clears throat> I'll be playing Jamie. Okay, interior inside of a marijuana dispensary in Massachusetts. <laughs> Jamie is a man. He enters the big American building of where this selling of marijuana happens. And he does walk up to the to the, the man named Benjamin who is selling drugs in the store. Hello, friend. Welcome to Pot Store. Hello. I am here to legally purchase
0: some marijuana drugs for my smoking pleasure of leisure. Well, then you are have come to the right place. Am I get a witness? Uh, I am down with that. Please
1: to sell me three box of marijuana drug for recreational smoking and leisure.
0: Oh, yes. You will have good time when you are smoking marijuana. You will dance and have munchies and maybe even sexual times with sex hooker.
1: Oh, well, I am down for sexual times with sex hooker. You not know, of course, but I have losing my girlfriend for another guy. So crazy. He has very ugly look on the face and he have small uh, gonads, but he have fast car.
0: Oh, man. And your girlfriend, she liked the fast car more than you?
1: Yes. She sees the fast car and immediately chooses to love his gonads and not mine. My girlfriend that I haven't for many years goes for me. What you are saying is like farts in my ears. Well, now I take marijuana and feel good. I am so happy we is legal now for doing drugs in great state of mass of chew sets.
0: Yes, it will be good. As they say, there is many fishes in the ocean and they are all swimming and you will find another one.
1: I would not know how to love a fish.
0: No, it is expression.
1: Maybe mermaid I can love because they having beautiful up top body and then below they having fish body. But it is problem because they must remain in the water. Otherwise, they can have a desiccated bottom that cannot be loved. You can't have sex. <laughs> you can't sex a raisin.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, now here is your three boxes of marijuana drugs for the purchase.
1: Excellent. Tonight I am to party like rock star. I don't care my girlfriend leave me for small gonad man with fast car. I'm living the American dreams. High five me partner. I think we can be good friends. Yes. In fact, I invite you to my home for party. We will have good times. We just need beautiful women. Yes. I will pretend to menstruate. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: it's too bad because it felt like an entry-level movie for you. Like it felt like something that wouldn't be too artistically challenging.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means that um, I don't know what that says about my ability. Well, you know, damn it, I mean it's it was written a little clunkily. I mean I feel like it's not
0: a great representation of what I can do. That's what you get with self-produced movies out of Serbia, but um, it's too bad because I felt like even if you weren't good in that film, the audience is in Serbia, so it really wouldn't matter.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, for example, he spells Massachusetts mass,
0: new word of, new word chew, new word sets. Yeah, well, I mean, he's never been. He doesn't know that it's one really long word that we took from the Indians.
1: We need to cancel Massachusetts for their cultural appropriation. That's right. Um, Well, is that it, Brian? That is it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, Jack. I don't listen, I'm not a fan.
0: That was questionable material. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to review the podcast. Make sure to visit QMPodcast.com.